0: Hello and welcome to Accounting Instruction Help and How-To. In this lecture we're going to talk about bonds, specifically talking about issuing bonds at a discount. At the end of this we will be able to record the journal entry for the issuance of bonds at a discount, explain the effect of recording the journal entry on trial balance accounts, calculate the interest payments and amortization of discount using a straight line method, record the journal entry related to interest payments and the amortization of the discounts, and explain the effect of recording the journal entries on the balance sheet and the income statement accounts in uh, relation to basically the trial balance. So first, what are bonds? Quick description of bonds. Remember, when most people think of bonds, they're probably thinking of them on the investment side. Most people probably think of their investments within bonds or their potential investments, what they could be investing within bonds, stocks and bonds. And they're probably thinking, we, we probably think more of like treasury stock, meaning Those are going to be the most secure types of bonds. Those are going to be bonds issued by the government and generally thought to be the most secure type of investment. And of course, what is that? That's basically loaning the government money and getting interest on that money and getting paid at the end of the time period. Basically a note uh, payable basically from the government to individual investors. Now, of course, companies, what we're going to be talking about in this case is as if we're the company, a large company that is issuing the bond so we're not purchasing the bond in this case it's important to note from the start that we are issuing the bond we're the ones selling the bond we're getting money we're trying to finance the company just like the government's trying to finance the government uh, we're getting funding from the issuance of the bond now the bond's going to be very similar to a note here and remember if we're thinking about a note meaning if we're trying to get financing if we're trying to get cash flow and capital investment then or capital for the business if we went to the bank to get a loan, what we would do is basically say, okay, here's the fixed amount of the loan we need. For our example, we're going to say $240,000, let us say. And if we negotiated that with the loan officer, they would say, well, we need to adjust the interest rate to whatever the market rate is within your circumstances, within the time of the loan and whatever circumstances, the thing that varies, the thing that adjusts will be the interest rate and we'll adjust that interest rate based on market uh, conditions at that time. So the things that are going to be the same we're, we're, if we want a $240,000 we are going to have the 240000 We can have a multiple different ways that we have when is the interest going to be paid and is it going to be semi-annual is it going to be monthly is it going to be at the end of the time period and when is the principal going to be paid but at the same at, at some point the principal is going to be paid back of the $240,000 in some way or another and we'll have the difference being the interest rate. The difference between a bond from a note Is that we're issuing it probably not to the bank probably to some other uh, investors possibly individuals and the note I would think about it as if the bond was purchased or put together before we negotiate the note meaning the bond is already put together and what's on the bond before we negotiate then I would think of it as we have the face amount of the bond in our case it's going to be 240,000 that represents the amount that's going to be due at the end of the time period. In our case, 15 years. So we're saying at the end of this time period, which is stated on the bond, we're going to pay back 240000 It's on there. The other thing that's already on the bond is the interest rate, which in our case is going to be a rate of 6%. Therefore, when we negotiate this with someone, we can say, hey, we want to sell you this bond, $240,000 face amount. We're going to pay back to you at the end of it, 15 years. It's going to be semi-annually why don't you just give us $240,000? we are going to pay you 6% interest. Well, they're going to say if they can go somewhere else and get more than 6% interest, then they're not going to purchase the bond. Normally, we would then say, if it was a note, we would say, okay, well, let's change our interest rate. If you can get 8% somewhere else, maybe we'll change our interest rate to 8%. But how I would think about the bond is that the bond's already been made. You can't change the 6% to 8% as we would if it were a note. That would be the variable factor. In this case, we're saying, ah, the six percent stuck there already. <laughs> what are we going to change? Well, we know that we're going to have to pay 15 years. It's already on the note. We already at, in 15 years, we know that we're going to have to pay 240,000. It's already on there in the note. The interest rate's already six percent. We can't change it to eight percent because it's already on the note. What we can do is say, hey, in order for us to pay back that 240,000, you can just give us something less. Meaning we're going to work out the difference in that interest payment between the 6% rate on the bond and the 8% market rate. And say how about you pay us some difference. Being in this case we're going to say how about you pay us 198484 Now I'm not going to go through the calculation right here in terms of how to calculate that. But what you need to know just basically for bonds is that if our, we're issuing the bond in our example for 240000 if the bond rate is 6% and the market rate is higher than the bond rate, meaning they can go to a similar company, buy a similar bond and get an 8% return or have similar investments and get an 8% return, they will not buy our bond on the free market for 240000 receiving 6%. That would make no sense on the market. Therefore, what we need to do is make some type of adjustment and that means we're going to adjust how much money we're going to receive being the issue price. We're going to issue it. We're going to say, well, you don't need to pay us the $240,000. Uh, we're, we're going to accept, in our case, a lower amount, a lower amount 198484 even though we're going to pay you $240,000 and uh, we have the 6% as well. Normal terms of the bonds, so we're going to issue our bond in January 1st. It's going to be a semi-annual bond. Uh, the, the number of years in our case is going to be 15 years. It's not going to, We're not going to take it out to maturity. We're just going to calculate a couple periods of the interest payments and we have the face mount two hundred forty thousand, issue price 198.44 the uh, interest rate on the bond six percent and the market rate will be the eight percent this is going to be a typical type of bond and you know the most normal type of bond and, and problems in and life is going to be the the semi-annual payment so we're going to make the interest payments semi-annual when you think about notes you know a note can be formatted a lot of different ways most people when they think about a note payment they usually think about maybe a mortgage type of payment where we're paying back some of the principal and some of the interest each month so that the principal actually goes down each month because we are paying back some of the some of the principal. In terms of the bond usually what the usual setup and this setup and the the standard kind of setup on bonds is that we are not paying the principal back until the end. Until the end of 15 years in this case. At the end of 15 years we'll finally pay that principal back take the bond off the books and pay off the $240,000. In the meantime, we do need to make payments, but they're interest only. So unlike a mortgage payment, we're not paying off partially interest and partially the principal. We're just paying off the interest. We're paying like the rent on the money, which is what the interest is. We're borrowing the money, paying kind of the rent on the money, the interest. We're not reducing any of the principal payments at this time. So We're going to think about posting this to the trial balance. We're going to issue the bond. We're going to think about how it's going to look on the trial balance. We're going to visualize the trial balance again. So With trial balance, we got the big red T. We got the assets on the left-hand side. I'm going to imagine them in green. I'm going to have just cash in green. I'm going to have accounts receivable. So Those are on the left-hand side. They're debit balance accounts. Then we've got all the liabilities. They're going to be the yellow accounts. They're going to be on the right-hand side. We have accounts payable that's going to be there. It's a credit balance account. We have the bonds payable that's going to be our new account we're going to be working with a bonds payable of course dealing with bonds on the right hand side of the payable and then we have discount on bonds payable we'll be working with that accounts on the right hand st- side uh, we have retained earnings being in the equity section i'm just gonna have one account instead of the common stock and retained earnings just imagine we have the equity section represented by retained earnings in this case bright blue right hand side gonna have a credit balance and then we got the income statement we got sales in this case, it's going to be a darker blue of the whole income statement, darker blue. It's part of equity on the big red T account and it's going to be on the right hand side. It's going to be a credit and then you got all your expenses. Expenses have debit balances. They're going to be on the left hand side and that's what we will start off with. Now, when we issue this bond, what's going to happen? We're going to issue the bond and it says the face amount is 240 The issue price is $198,484. 1st question, is cash affected? it is because that's why we're issuing the bond they get the cash so we're going to get cash we're issuing the bond we're getting cash cash has a debit balance we're going to make it go up by doing the same thing to it which in this case would be another debit so we're debiting cash for the issue price or the face value it's going to be the issue price not the face value on the bond the issue price many problems will basically calculate that issue price for you and in our case it's uh, 198 484 so we're debiting cash 198,494. Next thing that's happening. Why are people paying us that? Because we're going to pay them the face amount, 240,000, 15 years later, plus interest. So we're going to have to put that that liability on the books. That liability is going to be called bonds payable. So the credit's going to be to bonds payable. It's going to be a liability account. It's going to be the yellow account. It's going to have a credit balance. It's right next to accounts payable, and it's going to go from zero up in the credit direction to 240 so in our journal entry we debited cash 198.44 we're crediting bonds payable 240,000. we have a difference there so that difference is going to be 41 5, uh, on the debit side because we debited cash 198.44 minus the credit of two uh, one hundred the face amount the difference between the face amount and the issue price is 41 thousand five sixteen that's the difference in our journal entry that's the debit that we're gonna have to put in our journal entry in order to have the plug so that the debits equal the credits which of course has to be the case and what are we going to put that amount into that of course will be our discount that's going to be the discount amount now the way you want to think about the discount usually the way i would think about it is often even though we're the issuer i would think about it as if we're the purchaser because that's how most of us i think think about discount that's how i think about discount when i go to purchase something and the sticker price says, for our example, 240000 on it, and we get like a discount and we pay less, in this case $198,484, we got a discount. So in, in this case, we're the issuer, but if you think about it, about who's buying it, we gave the discount to the, the purchaser. We gave the discount because of the difference between the market rate and uh, the, the issue rate, the, the interest rate on the bond. So that's going to be the discount. So if we record this, then cash is going to go up. We had a debit of uh, $720,000 in cash and went up in the debit direction by $198,484 to $918,484. Then we credited bonds payable. Bonds payable had zero in it. It's a liability account. It goes up in the credit direction by $240,000 to $240,000. Then we got the discount. The discount's going to be right under the bonds payable. But note what it's gonna do, it's gonna be a contra account, really. So what we have is 240,000, I mean, I'm sorry, on bonds payable, and then the discount is zero, it's gonna go up in the debit direction, 41,516 to 41,516. So if we look at our trial balance after we were to record this, we would have bonds payable, a credit balance of 240,000. Then right underneath it, we would have a debit balance in the liability section, kind of a contra liability account. Why? because similar to our first contra asset account which was going to be the equipment less the accumulated depreciation this is basically two halves of the one whole meaning we have the two hundred forty thousand minus the 41 516 which is really what the issue price was the 198 484. so now we've got this discount on the books now there's going to be a question of course what are we going to do with that discount as we go forward We know that at the end of the time period, when we pay off the bond, that discount needs to be zero. So we need to make that discount go down over the time period. And the question is, well, how is it going to go down and why is it going to go down? Well, one method we could use to make it go down is going to be a straight line method. So we could say we're going to make it go down evenly over the time period and just take that amount, divide it by the number of payments, and we're going to reduce it by that number of payments. What are we going to reduce it to? If we take that down it's going to go to the interest expense. Why? Because that bond payable is really the difference between the interest rates. So that it's really interest expense that we're taking and, and reducing. We're going to here use the simplified method. Meaning we're going to use a straight line method to show the example of how this discount is just going to be reduced over the time period. If it was a material difference under generally accepted accounting principles. We would have to use what's called the effective interest method. Difference between the straight line method and the effective interest method is the effective interest method. Similar to um, recording the interest, if you record in the mortgage, the principal goes down and therefore the amount of interest is, is going down as well as the payments are being made. We have the same concept here in, in that the principal amounts different, should differ as, as the uh, payments go down. But we're not going to record that here because we're just going to do the simplified method so you can see what would basically happen and carry it forward easily to see the fact that, of course, over the life of the bond, the 15 year period, that 41,516 in discount needs to be basically zero by the end. This could be a logical way to accomplish that goal. So we're going to, we're going to basically issue the interest payments now. So remember, we issued the bond on January 1st. And then we're going to have semi-annual interest payments we're not going to pay the principal till the end of 15 years we're just going to pay the rent on the loan which is going to be the interest payments we made it nice and simple to have it issued at january 1st therefore the interest payments are going to be on june and in december all in the same year so if we're just talking about the there's no year-end adjustments and i want to just point that out that if, if it was not in January 1st and you're talking about a cutoff or a month-end cutoff if you have to do financial statements as of the end of the month then of course you're going to have an accrual entry for the interest that has accrued that hasn't yet been paid. I don't want to deal with that accrual right now I just want to take a look at the bond uh, payments in this case but of course if you had interest that hadn't been paid you'd have to do that accrual process at the end of the month if you're making the financial statements and if it was the end of the year then you'd have to make that accrual process as well. So when we make the payments we're going to say. Interest payments. It's 630, six months have passed. Therefore, we're going to make the payment. Is cash affected? Yes, cash is affected. That's we're going to make a payment for the interest payment on the bonds. Cash is a debit balance. We're going to make it go down by doing the opposite thing to it, which in this case is a credit. So we're going to credit cash. How much are we going to credit cash for? Well, the the bond payable is 240,000 240, times, and we're going to say which rate do we take? Do we take the Uh, interest rate on the bond or do we take the market rate we take the interest rate on the bond the amount that we're actually paying is the interest rate on the bond the six percent the reason we're not paying the eight percent we took that into account in the discount so we're going to say 240,000 times the amount that is stated on the bond that we're going to pay six percent that would give us 14,400 however we're only paying these semi yearly so we're paying them every six months Remember, when we think about interest, by default, if we say 6%, it means per year. Even if we're talking about basically 6% uh, on a monthly payment. So we need to break that down into the, uh, the half a year. So I'm just going to say that divided by 2, or you can say divided by 12 times 6, uh, 6 months may bring it out to a monthly total. And we get 7200 the other way you can think about that is to is to make the interest rate an interest rate for a six-month time period. Meaning, you could say, well, 0.06. anytime we see an interest rate without being stated, it's really for a year. And if it's six, if it's uh, half a year, we could say that divided by two means we're talking about three percent for the time period of six months rather than twelve months. And multiply that times the face amount, two hundred forty thousand, and that would give us that same seven thousand two hundred. So it's a few different ways. We can think about that and calculate that. But in any case, we're crediting cash for 7200 Now, we also need to account in this journal entry for that discount. So remember, the discount's on the books at $41,516. 41516 is a 15-year uh, bond. Therefore, if we we're taking this over the life, just like if we were doing straight line for uh, equipment, then we're going to take that amount and divide it by the number of years. So we got 41516 divided by 15 years which would be 2,767. However we have two payments each year. So again I'm going to divide that by two. That would be per year divided by two for 1,384 about with rounding. Now we also could think about it by just the number of payments. So we could say it's going to be the bond discount amount of 41516 that we need to take down to zero after 15 years or 15 times 2, 30 payments. Therefore, just divide by the number of payments, 30. And that will be 1384 as well. So a couple different ways we can get to these numbers. So we're going to say the discount. Now remember, the discount's on the books as a debit, even though it's in the liabilities section. It's got a 41516 debit. Highly recommend having a trial balance in front of you when you're looking at these so you can help work through which way these things should go. Should we debit or credit this account? So it has a debit in it. We need to make it go down, so we're going to credit it. So we know we're going to credit cash, and we know we're going to credit the discount for 1384 Therefore, what's the difference going to be? What's going to be the debit? And the debit, you would think the debit would go to, there would be a debit to interest expense. And you know the debit to interest expense is going to be for that 7200 That's what we That's what we paid for interest expense. But it's we're also going to debit that interest expense for the 1384 the different the discount so remember we paid out 7200 and we have a credit we have a credit for the discount of 1384 if we add those two up then we need a debit of $8,584 for and we're going to put that into bond interest expense so our journal entry then bond interest expense debited $8,584 cash is credited $7,200 discount on the bonds is credited $1,384 if we're to post this then, we would see that the bond interest expense it's going to be on the income statement. The bond interest expense is an expense. They have debit balances. We start at zero. We debited $8,584. Therefore, it went up by 8584 What does that do to net income? Brings down net income. Expenses went up. Net income calculated by sales minus expenses brings net income down. Uh, the cash we had cash of before debit balance before our transaction of uh, 918,484. we credited cash for the payment we made of seven thousand two hundred bringing cash down to nine hundred uh and and then we had the discount so the discount on the bonds was for forty one five sixteen we credited the bond. We credited the discount. It was a debit balance. We did the opposite thing to a credit bringing it down to 40132 What happens to the value of the bond then? Remember the bond still on the books at 240000 It was on the books before 240000 minus the discount. It had a credit two hundred forty minus the discount 41516 means it had the carrying value of the $198,484. That's how much we got paid for it. Now we have the bond still on the books for two hundred forty. 000, but the discount has now been reduced to minus 40,132, means the carrying amount is now 199,868. Eight, uh, and that process will continue as we go. So let's do this one more time. We're basically going to do another transaction. We're paying the interest payment for the end of the year. Notice when you do these types of transactions, you're really jumping really far in time because, of course, we issued the bond at the beginning of the year. And we want to see what happens next. So when then we jumped all the way six months later, recorded the interest payment, and now we're jumping all the way to the end of the year so we can record the interest payment again, which will look like a very similar transaction in real life. Of course, these would take some time in between before these transactions are recorded because we're recording the interest every six months. So we're going to have the same type of transaction. We're going to say, is cash affected as of the end of the year? uh, You know, a year later, the second interest payment on this 15 year bond. Yeah, that's what we're paying. We're paying cash. So cash is a debit balance. We're going to make it go down by doing the opposite thing to it, which in this case is a credit. What's the amount going to be? Well, it's still going to be that 240,000 because the principal of the bond hasn't changed multiplied times what the 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 market rate or the interest rate on the bond. We're going to pay the interest rate on the bond. That's what it says, that's what it tells us to pay. So we're going to say times the interest rate on the bond 206. Just make sure to pick that one up that would be 14,400 and again 14,400 means a year's worth of interest payment because we multiplied it times uh 6% mean a year but we're paying semi-yearly therefore we're going to divide that by 2 and we get the 7,200 so we're going to pay 7,200 and remember you could do it this way too you could say 6% 0.06 6% divided by 2 that's for a year 6% for a year divided by 2 would be half a year so 3% would be covering that 6 month time period then we can multiply that times the 240,000 face amount to get that 7 that same 7200 credit cash 7200 Then you would think the other side of that would be interest expense and we'll, we will debit the interest expense, but we have to remember that that discount is on the books. That discount's on the books at 40,132 and we have to make that go down in some way. In our case, straight line method evenly throughout the time period. We did the calculation for that straight line method last time. We can do that. It's the same calculation. It's going to be what the discount started at. So we're not going to take that 40,132 and divide because uh, we have to take the starting amount and then divide it out. So we had, we started out with 41516. That was the original discount that we had on there divided by in our case 15 year bonds. So number of years 15, 2767. That would be for a year but we are having these recorded semi-yearly. So I could divide that by two and we've got uh, 1383 that we will be putting into the bond. Now again a lot of books will just say that you need to divide by the number of periods so we could do the same calculation by saying 2000, I'm, I'm sorry, by saying that we had the original 4156 in the discount divided by the number of periods. What does that mean? Well, 15 years, semi-annual, so 2 a year, 15 times 2 divided by 30. 30 is the number of periods for that one, same 1,383. So the bonds are on the books for a debit. And again, if you have the trial balance in front of you, you'll be able to see that. You'll be able to say, okay, bonds, of course, is a credit in the liability section because we owe the money. And the discount will show as a debit underneath it. And then you say, well, we need to make it go down. So we're going to do the opposite thing to it. Therefore, we're going to credit the discount on the bond payable. So now what we have, we know we're going to credit cash. That's what we're paying on our, on our journal entry. We we're going to credit the 1384 to the discount on the bond payable. What's the debit going to be? Well, we know that we're paying the cash. Why? Because we're paying off the interest. We're paying off the rent on the money that we borrowed. Therefore, we would think it would be interest expense. We could say bond interest expense. Interest expense is an expense. Expenses only go up. Therefore, we're going to make it go up, in this case, with another debit. So we're going to debit the interest expense. It's clear that we're going to debit interest expense for the 7200 because that's what we paid. That's like the rent that we paid according to the face value of the bond. But we're also going to debit it for that 1384 that we reduced the discount by because remember that difference, that's the difference, that's how we record the difference between the market rate, 8%, and the interest rate at 6%. We're reducing that discount period being the difference in the original face amount and the sales price. So that's why we have to do that. Therefore, the bond is going to be the seventh, the bond interest expense is going to be the 7,200 cash we paid plus the 1,384. So our journal entry is once again as it was last time for the six month time period a debit to bond interest expense 8,584, a credit to cash 7,200 and a credit to discount on bonds payable 1,384. If we were to record this then cash has a debit balance of 199,284 in it before we recorded it. We credited it by 7200 bringing cash down to a debit of 904084 Then we have the uh, bond. The discount on the bond has a debit balance of 40132 We credited it, doing the opposite thing to it, of $1,384 bringing the bond discount on bond to $38,748. Uh, then the interest expense. For the year before this, based on our last recording, we had uh, 8,584 in it. That was the debit we debited last time for the six month time period. Now we're debiting it for the second semi annual payment as of December 31st for 8,584, bringing the balance up in the debit direction to 17,168. What happens to net income when we have expenses go up? Expenses go up. Net income, mean sales or income minus expenses, will then go down if we consider what's happening to our bonds payable remember if we looked at our trial balance now the bond is still on the books it was on the books before at 240,000 it'll still be on the books for 240,000 we didn't pay off the principal we're only paying off the interest we're only making payments of interest until 15 years later when we'll actually pay off the bond therefore we have the 240,000 before but then we had minus the debit of 40,132 carrying them out 199.868. Now after we recorded this we still have the bond on the books 240,000 credits but the discount debit has now been reduced to 38.748. If we subtract those two carrying them out 201.252 is the new uh, amount for the difference between the bond payable and the discount related to it. Under a straight line method then the interest the journal entries for the interest payments will be the same every every year we're gonna have those two interest payments they'll be the same remember that if you do have to have a an accrual entry at the end of each month then you'd have to basically make that accrual entry for the amount of interest that has been accrued that hasn't been yet paid because it's not being paid monthly it's been paying paid every six months in this case and then the only difference will be at the end of the time period after 15 years what's going to happen of course is that the discount will then finally at that final payment be down to zero after that fifteen time period because we have a straight line method making it go down at an even portion until the end, which is fifteen years later, meaning after that last interest payment, the discount will also be down to zero, and then we'll pay off the bonds as well at that time period, and of course that would be a debit to the bond bringing it down, down to zero and we would credit cash as part of that payment process of the two hundred forty thousand that would be due at the end of that process if we were using the effective interest method method which would be the gap method rather than a simplified straight line method the difference would be that the discount amount would change so we would have a change within the discount amount that the amount of cash that we paid would be the same calculation 7200 but the discount would change and therefore the bond interest would change in relation to that discount payment as well